Hey everybody, Psychic Medium Vicki Willard here. And I'm Kim, host of Dead Unrest. Welcome to our first podcast. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Vicki? Sure. Um, I was born a psychic and the mediumship capabilities developed over time. Um, I was pretty lucky. My paternal grandmother and I were very close. She was incredibly intuitive, psychic, and had prophetic dreams and could actually see the dead. So I grew up with ghost stories and the paranormal. Uh, she would say things like, hey, Aunt Dolly stopped by yesterday and told me I need to keep an eye on my blood sugar. The thing of it was, is like Aunt Dolly had been dead since before I was born. Or like the phone would ring and she would say, hey, that's your sister calling. And she was never wrong. Um, so once when I was about 17, I was down visiting and it was during deer season and we were sitting around watching TV and I kept hearing, you know, footsteps in the hallway. Uh, I just kind of tried to ignore them. So I finally got up to go to the kitchen and the footsteps got really loud and sitting in a recliner, she looked at me and said, oh, that's just Freddie. I said, who's Freddie? And with a very confused look on her face, she said, your uncle, Freddie, the one that's been talking to you all morning. And I just kind of stood there. I had no idea what she was talking about. So louder, she kind of leans over and says, my brother, Freddie, that died. Um, I had no idea she even had a brother named Freddie. But apparently earlier when we were watching Bonanza on TV, Freddie said, not another Bonanza episode. And then I, I apparently just asked, you know, is it a Bonanza marathon? So my grandmother just assumed that I could actually hear him. She took that, that it was a sign to, you know, change the channel. So um, what about you? Did you grow up with the paranormal? Mm, kind of quite the opposite, kind of. Um, not that I didn't know that spirits didn't exist, but, you know, my dad was, he was a Pentecostal preacher. So mm-hmm. I was raised, um, you know, anything that wasn't of God was evil. Um, and, and when you were to encounter or be exposed to anything like spirits, you were supposed to pray about it and just keep your mind on God so that those spirits can enter inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, these were, um, things that the elders in the church and those close to God would take care of. And I, w- I was raised that, you know, that spirits were a Satan and, and not of God. Oh, so you didn't live in a haunted house. Oh no, I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. When I was about, um, I guess, seven or eight years old, we moved into this old farmhouse in Jefferson County, Missouri. And I can remember the first week that I was riding the school bus, I had kids talking to me and telling me that my house was haunted. And I was terrified because I did have a sense of being afraid in the house anyway. Um, Over the next few years, mostly at night, um, and it got to the point where I started refusing to sleep in my own bedroom. Hmm. I had uh, woke up with a silhouette of a man standing in front of my bed one night. You know, couldn't make out what it was or what he looked like. It was, it was just seemed to be like a dark shadow. But I kept trying to tell myself it had to be a bad dream, which I had a lot of. And I would just close my eyes as tightly as I could and pray that it would go away. I had that feeling of being watched and no one would be there. Um, right. There were unexplained noises throughout the house and just unexplained things would happen um, in the house. And that feeling would be so strong in my room at times. Um, that somebody was watching me or somebody was in the room with me, that I would actually run down the stairs as fast as I could because I had that feeling that something was there that didn't want me in there. Um, my aunt and my uncle and my cousin came to stay with us um, after their, their own house had burnt down and their house was haunted too, but we'll save that story <laughs> for another time. Um, but anyway, I, I gladly gave up my bedroom to them. Um, one night over the course of a month or so after they were staying there, my aunt woke up because she heard a gunshot so loud in her ear. It was like, you know, the gun went off in the room with her. Um, She felt an uneasy feeling too in the house from then on. And 
I had finally told my mom and dad about what the kids were saying and my dad took it upon himself to go to the landlady um, that we were renting the house from and the, the kids what they're saying this because um, there there was a murder suicide that happened there on our property hmm. it happened to be our landlady's husband actually that had killed her parents oh, wow um, yeah killed her brother while she was out at the store uh, before he turned the gun on himself right out in the garden area that was right in front of my bedroom. I, I still research today trying to find out if her brother may have been shot in the house that we were actually living in. That could explain the dark shadow that I seen in my bedroom that night. Mm-hmm. It could explain that gunshot that woke my aunt up in the middle middle of the night in my room um, that no one else heard. So, how about you? Did you ever live in a haunted house? Uh, no, but I did have a haunted doll once. Um, I have two uncles that lived in New Orleans when I was a kid. Um, I'll never forget it. On a visit, my aunt um, gave me a doll she bought in the quarter. Uh, she was African-American. She had this really pretty yellow dress and had little red peppers on it. Her hair was all tied up. She was actually a really beautiful doll. But instantly, I could feel the energy coming off of it. Um, I didn't want to be rude, so I just accepted it. Uh, the truth is I was actually afraid of it. So when I got home, I, I would put her in the back of my closet and turn her around like facing the wall. And then when I got up in the morning, she would be in the front of my closet facing me. Uh, I tried hiding her in different places in my room and she would always be moved the next day. Once I tried hiding her under the bed and I woke up, she was on the dresser like facing my bed. And shortly after that, I started having you know really bad nightmares. My mom was starting to get really frustrated because at night I would come in, wake her up. And then she would just kind of march me right back to bed. Uh, and then sleepwalking started. Uh, she found me once like sitting in the kitchen, you know, on the floor crying. So she took me to the doctor and they said, you know, there's nothing wrong. Just some kids sleepwalking, have nightmares and she'll grow out of it. Uh, they actually put another lock on the front door because they were afraid I was going to get out at night. Um, sometimes I would just sleepwalk and, and go down to my sister's rooms and get into their bed. I think some of it was I was so subconsciously afraid of, of the doll and what was going on. And then some of it, I think, was happening because I was psychic. Um, so uh, my grandma asked me, you know, what's what's going on with these nightmares? So I told her about the doll. She suggested that I tell the doll itself that, you know, she was scaring me and it, it needed to stop. So um, I told her, you know, you should tell the doll because I'm too scared. And she said, well, it's your doll, so she needs to hear it from you. So I did. Um, And when I did, the room instantly felt different. Um, A couple nights after that, I woke up and there was this woman at the end of my bed, African-American. She was wearing like a tannish white dress and she had short hair and she was smoking a cigar. And I remember thinking that I'd never seen a woman smoke a cigar before. And she just kind of said, you know, hey, little one, it's okay. Um, I didn't know I was scaring you. Uh, I didn't know that you could see, which at the time I didn't really understand what that meant. She said, if you take care of me, I'll, I'll watch out for you. And and then she kind of slowly disappeared. And after that, I never had a bad feeling from that doll again. Um, I always kept her in the front of my closet after that. The nightmares were, you know, less and less, but the sleepwalking continued. Um, honestly, I don't really know what ever happened to the doll, uh, which reminds me, of the time you bought a deck of dream cards that had an attachment. You want to tell everybody about the experience with the cards? Oh, man. 
my first advice don't ever buy used cards right so you remember we went to that uh psychic convention together remember yeah. yeah i bought these i bought these dream cards to try and help me interpret the dreams that i was having um they were used so they were at a discount um it came with a dream interpretation book and a set of cards and you know i can't pass up a dang deal Right. Um, I had this thing with with having dreams since I was really small. And sometimes the dreams that are so vivid actually turn out to happen in my life. So dreams of death in my family before it would actually happen. And, you know, not long after my loved one would pass. And not just dreams either. It's, it's hard to explain, but numerous times my dreams would turn into reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, back to these cards. I bought these these cards brought them home and started studying them and before I knew it I had what seemed to be like the small boy attached to these cards however it was like this boy was coming to me in my dreams but the dreams were so real I would be frozen in bed where I could not move and it was actually frightening um, I still don't know what this boy wanted or if it was a boy I kind of tend to think it was like a demon spirit connected or attached to the cards right um, using this you know boy's image but he would actually paralyze me in fear. Um, One day I decided to take an afternoon nap and, you know, the boy came to me in my dream again and I was frozen in fear again. Um, But this time I was actually able to scream out loud. Um, My husband, he came flying into the bedroom saying, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was able to wake myself up out of it and explain to him about the boy. And it was a really long, detailed dream about this boy and it, it was just pure evil. And my husband said, there's no way that, you know, you've been able to dream all of this. You've only been in here for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's whenever I decided it was time to get rid of these cards. I couldn't handle the, the night terrors about this kid anymore. So I threw them away. Um, after I threw them away, I only had like a few more dreams of the boy before coming. But, you know, a couple months later, I started cleaning out our entertainment center. Um, I started pulling out CDs and books that were at the bottom of the cabinet. And there was that that dream book that had came with my dream cards that I had thrown out months before. Um, I actually ended up burning it because I was afraid it was going to come back again. You know, how can you throw something away and it reappear? You know, you know you got rid of it. Right. You have a set of cards. How, how'd you end up with your tarot cards? Um, actually, I got mine at a local shop in St. Louis called the Crystal Wizard. Um, I remember there used to be an older woman who owned the shop and I thought she was a little scary. Me too. Uh, I found my deck under a glass case that was covered up. She had several decks under there. And for some reason that one just kind of spoke out to me. Uh, I was kind of drawn to it. I even bought like a little wooden box to carry them in so they wouldn't get lost or get tore up. And I remember the first day I had them, I took them back to your house and I was reading the little book that comes along with it. And I thought, okay, this is a little bit more complicated than I bargained for. So, you know, 28 years later, I still have the same deck. Um, they're sentimental. I'm kind of attached to them. But they smell like cigarette smoke and sage now. Um, so there's, you know, sentimental value to them. I just hoped that along the way that, you know, those cards over 28 years, you know, helped somebody or made a difference. So, Vicki, would you say that you've had more good paranormal experiences, you think, than bad? Um, I think so. I think it's been a mixture. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think there's been some bad experiences. It is really what you do with it and what you have and how you use it. I think you learn to lean towards the light. And I think it's important to have good people to surround yourself with. 
Um, you really need to be grounded and have people that will tell you the truth. Somebody will say, yeah, that doesn't feel right. Or I don't trust it's from God, or it's not coming from a good place. You know, I'm, I'm still a human being and I don't have all the answers and I make mistakes. So um, it's the main reason why I kind of wanted to do a podcast and I wanted to do it with you was to, you know, kind of find the answers and to broaden my perspectives, uh, try to see things from other psychics and mediums eyes, but, you know, to have fun while doing it. Um, but most importantly, um, I think I definitely wanted to leave people better than, you know, I find them. So uh, that's the goal.